And then I traveled through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops. And then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. boys and girls you hear the sleigh bells which means it's christmas time i get to use that sound once a year <laughs> i have like a bunch of other clips from christmas movies and stuff because we used to play commercials during the show and that we are commercial free for you know various reasons because nobody will uh, sponsor the show plus i just kind of like not having commercials so um uh, I do have um, other sound clips that I don't get to use anymore because I don't have them worked into commercials. Um, so randomly throughout the show, maybe I'll just hit random sound clips <laughs> just that I get to use them. Brett, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. You, um, I believe, I'd have to check my notes. I think you are the only guest that has been on the show every single season, every volume season, whatever we call them. I think that you are the only one that has had an appearance in each season. So. I think you get some kind of a, a pin or something. It's probably in the mail. I don't oh, know. That's <laughs> why my nickname's Cezanne Brett. You know? <laughs> Just hit them all. That's a terrible joke. Thank you for having me. It's uh, great course. to see you again. Uh, Brett Coleman Baker from Urban Artifact. Um, although one of my all-time favorite Christmas beers, which is back as a Christmas beer this year, um, is in my fridge. I don't think we're going to jump into it tonight because we have a bunch of other stuff that we're going to drink. This is one of those really cool episodes where we're just going to start cracking stuff open and talk about whatever kind of comes up from that conversation. (laughs) My personal favorite beer style, Christmas beers. Christmas beers. Is it a beer style? According to BJCP, yeah. Uh, Is is it an actual category? It is, yes. So I didn't even catch that in my research. um, uh, I'm curious, do you have written down what their qualifiers are or do i need to start googling uh, it's extremely while we talk? vague okay. and it's basically anything that's a little bit darker a little bit maltier and usually spiced but everything needs to be in balance that's okay. basically all they say so christmas pickle would definitely not fall into the christmas beer category according to the bjcp <laughs> no their examples were like you know uh anchor uh anchor steams christmas beer great lakes christmas beer uh you know examples like that i always think that's funny when you take a uh, a contest that is based on um some kind of style guidelines like that and they give you examples of what they mean and say well how then do those beers just not win gold every year if that is the gold standard for what they're judging off <laughs> it's kind of absurd right <laughs> yeah it kind of is it kind of stifles innovation in a way uh in favor of tradition but that's kind of what christmas beers are all about sort of Sort of. I feel like we're starting to drift into a really fun <laughs> world of Christmas. We need to crack one open though before we uh, before we. Yeah, go I am hella thirsty. Uh, me too. It's been a uh, it's been a long night for for both of us. Mine um, in a very different way than yours. Uh, but uh, we do have bigger glasses there if we want to go that route, or we have lots of tasters and stuff around here. Um, we have a ton of stuff that we can dive into. You just kind of tell me what you want to start with here. We have. Um, 
the as we said the the gold standard we've got great lakes um we have one that is definitely one of my favorites old fezziwig we have um this one i'm extremely interested in because i'm hearing really good things about it kentucky bourbon barrel peppermint porter um, well, that's going to, I feel like, blow our pallets out, depending on how they use the peppermint. Our, pe- so let's our pallets that. are going to get blown <laughs> out here at some point. <laughs> um, I have a cider here. I have a beer that, in my opinion, is what I want cider to be in that one. So well, there's, there's a ton of stuff. Why don't we start with the Great Lakes Christmas Sale? Because I kind of feel like that's the father of modern-day Midwestern Christmas beers. That does sound appropriate. So you said... Um, the uh, the style is supposed to be a little bit maltier, a little bit darker, um, and spiced with something. Um, and I think that kind of describes this one perfectly. They do have some honey in there, too. I don't know if that is... Yeah, there's honey, cinnamon, ginger. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of insane that this beer and that flavor profile has spawned hundreds of imitators or beers that just are want to emulate it or right. just people who like it and like, oh, I can make this a little bit better or pleasing to my, my palate by adding orange or, you know, up in the ginger or adding mace or maybe throwing a little bit of nutmeg. It's just, it's a wonderful palate that they built with this amber style that's a little bit more skewed malty, a little bit bigger uh, ABV, of course, that helps with all of that. And then, um, you know, ginger, honey, and cinnamon is... It's it's like a kind of like a Christmas cookie, so it just lends itself to it so much. Well, it does kind of. It's all of those. Those there's something about there. There's something about those smells that make you think of Christmas, and I don't know why. You know, cinnamon has become associated with Christmas, but some for some reason, you know, you smell it and you just think of either cookies baking or you know, like those little little bowls of pine cones with the shit on them that smell good you know like it just it smells like like christmas and uh, somehow they've managed to take that and put it into liquid form and i don't know if it was just timing with them or um you know but they created this whole like uh this whole thing for people you know when it goes on tap in um what november i think is when they typically uh, it's like to, the 28th of October. Is it? Yes, okay, that's so the first tapping. It's yeah. usually at Zip's, Zip's Cafe here in Cincinnati. Gotcha. <laughs> it's become like this huge, like people look forward to that as kind of some kind of kickoff to their their Christmas season, their Christmas celebration. And Maybe it's just that Christmas is like one of those, or the holiday, I think, that is built around traditions and like this... Uh, this these things that you just get used to doing oh dude exactly <laughs> christmas is all about nostalgia and tradition and when you have a beer like christmas ale that's been around for since 87 or whenever it was first brewed you have had now three decades of people growing up having this beer at the holiday and then instantly locking that in 92 92 yes i i mean i i don't know about you but i distinctly remember the first holiday party that I came back from college, so I was 22. There was a case of Christmas ales at this, it was a family, you know, friends party, and I didn't know many of these adults. So, you know, I had six, seven, (laughs) eight of them. (laughs) And uh, it turned into a really fun evening. And now every time I taste and smell that beer, it just 
instantly transform transforms me back to all of these wonderful times. It's, well, I mean, it's great. It is. It's like it's one of those beers that just it reminds me of sitting in a crowded room with a bunch of people listening to Christmas music, having a like a like a party, and like it just. I don't know why that just other beers. Like other beers, like have memories associated with them that are very similar to that. But for some reason, this one just kind of pops more for me. Is this, and I don't know what it is about Christmas beers. I don't know if it is the maybe there's something about those Christmas spices that um, <laughs> become nostalgic in themselves, or so, I, I don't know. I have no clue. The, <laughs> the level of myth and mysticism around this beer too is amazing. People every year are like, the recipe's changed, yeah, or yeah. you brewers would chime in and be like, it's never changed, or the ingredients <laughs> have changed, or maybe ratios have changed. It's just, it's so much fun comparing it every year. It's just, I mean, I don't know about you, but I save a six pack every year as well to have the next year. Obviously, it's not great for the beer, but it's fun. So, so it, well, that's the, and that's the thing. It's 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 fun, and I think that um, that is the root of what we're trying to do with everything with with the the beer is just try to find new ways to have fun with it. And uh, uh, he's clearly, if you look at some of these beers we've got sitting in front of us, they're definitely fun. <laughs> I feel like everyone, too, who's had Great Lakes Christmas Ale has heard the story, uh, myth, uh, fairy tale of the brewer who was at Great Lakes, and he created the recipe, and then he went to 12 Dogs, and it's different, and that's the original one, and I don't know it's true. (laughs) I drink them both, but, like, uh, it sounds like that's something that you would say after you've had, like, six too many eggnogs. Well, it, um, the, uh, the, the 12 Dogs is definitely a little bit spicier when I try them next to each other. This beer, it just go like it for seven and a half percent or whatever it is. It goes down so freaking easy. It doesn't say on here, of course. Oh yeah, it goes up there. Seven and a half percent. It does not drink like a seven and a half percent beer. And that's part of what I, what I enjoy about these too, is that, you know, like some of these are higher ABV, but sometimes they just go down easy even though they are <laughs> like 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 christmas sometimes you just you know you need a little little extra to get you through some of those days <laughs> so to you what makes something a christmas beer because clearly um if we're going to pick an example of any brewery in town that takes christmas beers and puts their own spin on it it is it's you guys you have a uh, definitely a history of doing it um, your seasonal Christmas one that's out right now is Christmas pickle, and that is absurdly Christmas and absurdly not Christmas at the same yeah. time. <laughs> so, what what makes something a Christmas beer? What is that defining factor for you personally? That is a good question. So, is it just a beer that comes out at Christmas? Is it a beer that is spiced like Great Lakes Christmas ale? Is it a fresh hop beer? Is it the the hoppier variety like Ryan Guy's dad, for instance, with a good festive wrap on it, or um, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. Like this one, the Braxton Jubilee, kind of the same thing. It's just an IPA. Yeah, and that I, that's a recent trend that I've seen pop up more and more where you, you release this maybe Pine Ford or however you want to do it, IPA with some festive wrap. Uh, and then you have some of the maltier ones, like uh, Bill's, there's Scotch Ale that comes out. Um, there's the Winter Warmer here from um, Brew Kettle that we have. There's a lot of beers that also go that route, and you could argue that that's more the historical route is these big malt-forward, high-BV beers, like Santa Claus, for instance, right. which came out in 
82. And it was 14.7%. And like their whole thing was this, this is a big ass lager. It's malt forward and delicious. So you have those kind of three different competing things. And I don't necessarily think any one is inherently worse or wrong compared to the other. Right. They're all just different. And it's really fun. Uh, Sometimes it can be disappointing, especially for me. I'm not a huge IPA fan. So if I have one, it's just like, oh, this is just an IPA and there's not anything to it. That's a little disappointing, but I I get it. Um, There's a fourth one, too. There's the kind that does almost kind of like Christmas pickle. Uh, where it's you take a regular beer and you just slap you know some holiday decoration on it, but that is not what Christmas pickle is. It's a little different <laughs> given the history. Christmas pickle and it is an actual thing. And like when we first made the beer, we did it around the holiday time. Uh, but like Stella Artois, for instance, right? Which strangely enough, Stella started as only a Christmas beer in 1926, and then it morphed into a beer that is year round. And now in the UK, it's it's trash beer here in the states we still think it's good <laughs> it depends who you ask it in the states but when they release they you know they do like that christmas bottle and stuff but it's just stella inside right so there's kind of that fourth thing too uh but yeah well you know so i guess the history of of christmas beers this is one of the things i did try to look up a little bit and there's not a lot out there um everybody kind of agrees that i saw being traced back to the Vikings, and they had uh, Yule, which is spelled J-U-L, evidently. That's a thing. Not um, Jule. <laughs> right, not Jule. <laughs> it's Yule. And they brewed some kind of a, a, a beer. I guess it was some kind of beer-like liquid at the time, and they would drink it at, uh, I guess, the winter solstice sometime around there, and then pour out some for their gods or whatever they were they were hanging out doing. And that is kind of where this idea of Christmas beer started, um, it was, you know, appeasing these massive, terrifying gods that are you know, paganism, <laughs> right? So then that kind of got ingrained into some of the Scandinavian culture, and then from there, kind of started splintering out to these other places. Um, did kind of, you know, pre-prohibition and right post-prohibition, there were some kind of Christmas beers happening, but not like not like we're seeing today. It wasn't until Anchor decided to do uh, what our our our, our festive what do they call it yeah i think that's our, it. our, our special ale yeah. our special ale is what it is which i didn't get this and i really wanted to grab some and i haven't um, tried it yet this year um, i haven't either i've heard mixed reviews this year but yeah. i'm excited i hear mixed reviews <laughs> of everything every year it's not as good as it was last year ever good point good point <laughs> um so they released that and that kind of um like a lot of things then set the ball rolling into craft beer and people trying to um either uh, put their own spin on that or replicate it or whatever it was. And then um, as things tend to go in craft beer, uh, we now have peppermint porters and um, beers named after, you know, movies and cookies and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting the seasonality that has evolved with um, modern time around Christmas beers and just in general. Beer is so seasonal now, and maybe it always has been, and my knowledge is just lacking. Uh, but the fact that on November 1st, if you are making a Christmas beer, it better be out. Because if it's not, you might not sell it all, and customers on January 1st are not going to buy a single can or bottle of Christmas beer anymore. They will buy a, a, a winter beer, though. <laughs> So that brings me up to my next point of the difference between Christmas beer and winter beers. 
Um, we have, uh, let's see, yeah, Westsides is a holiday ale. Warp Wings is the holiday special. Um, Great Lakes is obviously Christmas beer. Uh, we have Wooden Cask, though. Theirs is a winter ale. <laughs> the only difference is people buy winter ales after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know that could have very well been a conscious decision on their part. I'm sure uh, it was. Well, yes, I'm sure it was. Um, I, I, th- and I'm probably going to get a, uh, a a message about this. You know, Wooden Cask was founded by Randy, who used to work at another local brewery that had a pretty popular winter ale. I I assume Wooden Cask is trying to kind of uh, throw a little nod back to that beer too which went away hmm. for a long time from that original place I, i'll probably get a, 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 an email about that because <laughs> they of course are not trying to do that but um let's go ahead and crack that one open i had i pulled out so these are from what i well this one too the more traditional kind of ones that we have here um they're all kind of the same idea um a couple lagers a couple ales but all kind of that winter spice the, the winter spiced beer the traditional bj cp style guidelines right so traditional i believe wooden cask is a, is the kind of the same idea as some honey uh ginger cinnamon i'm assuming i'm gonna look up my cheat sheet oh my cheat sheet's really bad on this one it just says strong ale seven and a half percent brewed with cinnamon and molasses a winter seasonal ale oh there we go yeah right on that that same kind of uh, profile I really like how they are able to get that cookie-like flavor to come across in a similar way to Great Lakes, where it's that, mm. it's almost that like um, that deep, cooked, baked sugar characteristic that you get in a in a in a like a crispy cookie. I'm um, that you get in Great Lakes, but it's kind of amped up in wooden cask without amping up the spices, and I really enjoy that. It reminds me of a uh, a snickerdoodle that that cinnamon and kind of the, the cinnamon sugar. and molasses. Yeah, oh man, snickerdoodle is spot on. Um, that's good. I like that a lot. Um, I'm glad I, I bought a whole six pack of that. So <laughs> that'll that'll come in handy. Um, I didn't know Wooden Cask brewed a winter ale, and this is the first time having it. And I'm definitely picking more of this up. I believe they just started doing it last year, maybe maybe even the year before. But um, it it has not been around the whole time that they've been. Uh, been operating over there it's a it's fairly new that and their pumpkin they brought the pumpkin back and um i i like that i shouldn't say brought the pumpkin back see that's again kind of assuming that it's a a callback to uh to the other place but um well how's your christmas ale intake not just great lakes christmas ale but in general your holiday ale intake been this year is it going to be i'm kind of wondering if are sales going to be lower this year because there's less christmas parties is it or is it going to be like with turkeys where they actually sold more turkeys than they have in the past, but the, everyone wanted smaller ones right. because the get-togethers were smaller. I I think, judging by the way the year has been so far for me, I think I'm going to consume more Christmas beers. I don't know why, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's just like I know that I'm not going to be going to more like get-togethers and we still aren't even sure like if we're going to be getting together with any kind of extended family for I don't I don't know what our christmas looks like so maybe it's like me trying to celebrate more <laughs> like leading up to christmas I don't know um I know I've consumed 
far more um, peppermint schnapps this year than I have in years past. I'm drinking schnapps. Uh, All right. Uh, from March 1st. So their voltage vodka line, they have um, some schnapps too. And they have peppermint schnapps made with the peppermint from the, the Doshers peppermint. Yeah. It's, it's amazing stuff. Um, well, I mean, that's a great thing about Christmas beers too, is they lend themselves really well to uh, boilermakers and or just a schnapps and a beer. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, like, it's fantastic. Mix it together. Don't mix it together. Sip one, <laughs> sip the other. I mean, what's not to like? It's It really, like, again, it's just like it's a celebration. Like, every time you drink one, it just feels like you're, um, you're celebrating something. I, maybe kind of going back to what defines a Christmas beer for, for us, I think that maybe a big thing for me of what I'm looking for is something that fits into all of these different times when I want to drink a beer. So like if I am sitting outside a beer that will kind of go with the season. So if it's a little chilly outside, I'm drinking a beer. I need something that's a little bit, a bit maltier, a little bit heavier. I don't, I don't really warm me up. I don't want an IPA, you know, if I'm sitting outside this time of year, if I'm inside, maybe I'm okay with that. But, um, I think that, you know, this this idea of um, an easy drinking, if if not a lager, an easy drinking ale that has some of those uh, kind of cookie-ish flavors just kind of works for for all of these different uh, different situations that, that I find myself in this time of year. So is so that how, that's why I'm drinking more? I don't know, just because it fits so well. I mean, that that kind of makes sense to me about why. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with Bach, right? Right. It's still cold. You want big malty beers, meal replacement, keep you hearty and whatnot. Did they just run out of spices and then just like, well, fuck it, we still want these big beers. <laughs> we'll just make them without spices. Boom, Bach's Where, born. Where's the cinnamon? We don't have any. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, make it well, anyway. It's, it's interesting because um, Sam Adams, I've got old Fezziwig here. Their winter ale is a Bach, according to them. I don't know what, you know, how how traditionally, especially now, it's it's a lot lighter and kind of um, zippier than I think it used to be. But Yeah, that um, wasn't that their whole it, push this year, now crisper or something? It was good. I, I, I had a crowler of that that we were going to drink tonight that I drank. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it is, it's good, but it is, it's a Bach. And so it's interesting that those Bachs have kind of pushed their way into kind of the, um, the Christmas season too. Like it, I don't know. It's, it's the, the, the crossover there is, is interesting. Bachs are high on my list of favorite beer styles as well. I love them. Love them so much. I, I don't know if I could drink them more than what we currently do, like that little period of time. I don't know if I could get it all year round if I – I mean, I guess you can. There are boxes you can get all year round, especially Doppelbox. No, but- I, I think you're right. There's something to that. It's I think it's that whole – that whole you build that tradition in, or at least routine in your, in your mind, and it's just – no, it makes sense in this time of year, right. and it works, and it feels good. Like, uh, do you remember when Thirsty Dog released a – uh, their Christmas beer in July, Christmas in July. Was it this last year? Shit. It was probably in 2019. It feels like a decade ago, <laughs> but whenever they did it last, it just, it didn't hit me the same way. It just right. didn't feel right. It's, it's 90 degrees outside and I'm sweating my ass off. Like this something just, and I, the beer's still amazing. Of course, it's not like the beer was different. It just doesn't hit the same way. So right. like, there's something about that. Like March 1st rolls around and it's crisp as shit outside still, but you go up to Christian Morline and you get that triple yeah, Bach and you like don't necessarily do that <laughs> anymore. Well, you did. 
Oh man, it just <laughs> hits so good. Like I, you're same way with Oktoberfest though, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that with a lot of beers. I'm a very, um, a very kind of seasonal, and not even seasonal, but I'm a very like situational. We'll put it that way, situational drinker. Like there are times where I, I, all I want is a Christmas beer. All I want is a pumpkin beer. But it's just for that specific instance. Any other. It, it could come down to the people that I'm with. There are some people that I can sit and I'm drinking a certain type of beer with it, that it works in that situation. You change up the group I'm with. I'm like, I don't really want that right now. You know, <laughs> like it, 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 that to me, that's part of what makes um, drinking kind of fun is that, you know, those situations are what make it all work. I'm not usually one for nostalgia and tradition, but there's certain things in holiday. I was especially, it's just, it just makes you realize, like, okay, I, I scoff at a lot of people sometimes in regards to if they get overly sentimental about tradition or routine, especially about things that just kind of, from my point of view, seem pointless. But it's it's good to think about, like, how excited I get about certain traditions I do like in trying to think about that for other people. And for me, a huge tradition is is this. And like, I get it. People love tradition. And what's the one tradition in America, one of the few traditions in America that almost every American celebrates? And it's it's the holiday season. There's, yeah. I mean, across different religions and races, everybody has something going on during the holiday time. And America being capitalist, we also push the shit out of buying stuff during then, whether for yourself or other people. And it's just, it's this shared communal experience through beer. It's almost like, Going to the bar with your buddies, but amplified for a month. Right, right. <laughs> do you think it has anything, like, do you think that feeling has any reason why, like, 90s nostalgia is so huge in craft beer right now for, like, labels and other Ooh. things like that? Ooh, that's a, uh, 90, it, some of that nostalgia, I think, is big in a lot of aspects of um, pop culture. And, you know, I mean, you see, you know, full house or uh, what's a, the save by the bell you know reboots and i Good saw point. i saw a a trailer today for a mighty ducks tv show that's coming back oh, shit. no with, way with emilio Estevez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean like there is something that we are craving as either just our generation or as our society is a bigger thing right now that we're craving some of that nostalgia for some reason i don't know if that is a thing that's happened with other generations you know i, I don't know if Maybe it's just ease of access to nostalgia now with the internet. And like what generation before the millennial and Gen Z has had the access to literally everything that they grew up with on a two-minute search, you know? Right. And you can, you know, you know, you force your kids to try to, you know, relive your past and all of that. So it's just very easy <laughs> uh, now. Whereas yeah. it, it might not have been. Maybe that's it. I I think that it's more of some bigger thing that's happening in uh, in society right now. And I think that is why we're seeing it bleed over. Craft beer is kind of a reflection of whatever is happening in society at the time. And I, I think that that's kind of a reflection of it is this um, this desire to, uh, to bring that into our beer. I don't understand why necessarily. Like I don't, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I really need to explore inside myself here about this, but I don't think that a uh, a Mighty Ducks themed beer would get me to buy it quicker than just a, you know, beer like, you know, this Warpling holiday special. It's, there is nothing going on on this can other than the brand. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's seasonal. It just has a little, you know, little holly thing or something. That's it. You know, I don't think that 
I don't think that if you had Will Ferrell on this can dressed like an elf, if it would make me buy it more. So it's not necessarily nostalgia then per se for the seasonal stuff, but, but like but, but, the '90s is more than it is maybe just tradition. Yeah, I don't. Or lo- is it? Does it? Is it more related? Less related to nostalgia and maybe more related to loyalty. And not necessarily brand loyalty per se, but like loyalty, loyalty to something. Loyal, yeah, loyalty to this style or to this season, loyalty to the to the traditions you built at this time of year, and just the the like. For me, anytime I think of wonderful holiday things that have happened with my family, the the ridiculous shit, or like the spoons tournaments, or like the first time I met my in laws at Christmas times and doing oyster shooters, like I can always picture in my brain. Christmas beers being a part of it and Great Lakes being there and all like celebration being there. And I can, I can like all of these things come flooding back. Uh, so in a way it creates nostalgia in me, but I don't see it and feel that right away. Uh, but I'm very loyal to having it every year. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of feel like I'm talking in circles right now. I, for me, like I, if I'm, if I'm walking into a beer store i'm like i'm I'm headed to a, a holiday party and i'm gonna grab a six pack of some kind of christmas beer truly like, lemonade no, no. <laughs> do they have a christmas flavor um <laughs> truly pine <laughs> salt <laughs> um, i'm more likely i think to grab something that is something that i've had year after year not yes not because I think it's going to like bring back the memories better necessarily though. More of that I trust that it will. If like I So it's almost like the foundation's laid and you're just building on top of yeah, like this. I, I know that this beer does it for me. Why risk picking up, you know, something, you know, that may I may crack it open and be like, oh, this is this is not a Christmas beer. <laughs> and they're like, why, why risk that? Oh, this donkey's not making it to the manger. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, you want to open another one? Yeah, let's do it. We have all kinds of choices. Oh my goodness. Um, um I'm a little bit if 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 we want to go down a whole different road here, I'm curious about that uh that big Budweiser one right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to platform. Um I'm oh. curious about that because it is a this is a New England IPA with Christmas shit in it. New England IPA with um wheat malt, golden naked oats, blood orange and cinnamon as well as some caramel malt and it's a New England if I'm not mistaken. Yes. A winter spice New England ale. So they they threw cinnamon into a New England IPA. Oh yeah, I figured it. I overported rookie mistake over here. That's okay, and I let it go just to see if it was going to. Ooh, that's not bad. I don't on the nose. I'm not getting a ton of cinnamon, which probably isn't a bad thing. Uh, I can't really pick up blood orange distinct of hops, but also you know, a lot of New Englands are super orange juice forward anyway, so. Not terribly bitter. Distinct orange juice taste. Um, still not getting a ton of cinnamon, but we also did just get drinking done drinking two very cinnamon forward beers. I get a little bit of that cinnamon, but yeah, the the blood orange kind of overpowers everything else for me. But that's that's not bad. 
for a beer uh, in the moment, TM. But this ain't bad at all. Does that satisfy the Christmas beer urge? I would never buy this. Um, I wouldn't drink it if it was in a pail of Christmas beers. If there was other Christmas beers that are more traditionally Christmas beer right. that I haven't had before. It's, I think it's a, a fun kind of uh, shout out to Christmas beers. But like I said, it doesn't really satisfy the urge for me. No, and you know, if it had more cinnamon in it, if it had ginger in it, would it do the trick? Or is just the base as a New England IPA just, it's not, it's not there. There... There's different, I guess there's different categories for me for what I'm looking for in Christmas beers. There are things like pickle or like like this or maybe the um, the apple struce ale from from Sonder or the Rangai Snug side. Like those fit into, they're definitely like, and maybe this one is not as much, but they're, they're Christmas beers, but not in the same way that I want when I'm reaching for Great Lakes or this wooden cask or something like that. I'm reaching for them for a different, different reason, I guess. Um, so why does Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale, which is basically just a hoppy beer, right? Why does that work and this doesn't? Sierra Nevada doesn't scream Christmas beer to me. Oh, okay. I it is a definitely a seasonal beer that I I enjoy. But it when I drink it, I don't think Christmas beer the same way that I think of with like Great Lakes. Interesting. That's for me. But yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. But maybe it's just the situations that I've been in when I've been drinking it. <laughs> Who knows? That's a good point too. I mean, that kind of plays to. I mean, that what we're talking about is there's no. If you don't have that strong holiday party foundation for it, may, I mean, maybe that's what it is. So flip the script a little bit, and uh, one of my big. Christmas traditions is Christmas Eve drinking Manhattans. That's what we do in my family. That's, you know, sometimes you drink a lot of them and then, you know, the kids laugh at you because you're acting silly. And like, that's just, that's, that's, that's part of, that's part of our Christmas experience. So to me, whenever I drink a Manhattan, it makes me think of Christmas. It is not a Christmas drink, but it makes me think of Christmas. Even if it's in the middle of July and I, you know, happen to, to make myself a Manhattan, there's going to be that moment the first time I taste it that I'm like, oh, this this tastes like Christmas to me. Just because of the experience that I associate the drink with. And so I think that that is, that is true for a lot of stuff. And like if... That's a good point. If the only time people were making New England IPAs was in December in, you know, 50 years, would people associate that with the season? <laughs> Maybe they would. <laughs> Can you imagine such a world? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> if, they, if people are only allowed to make New Englands for one month a year. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's interesting because I've always thought for me that Sierra Nevada Celebration hit that similar chord for me because it had a little bit more of a malt base to it. And it was bringing a little bit more to the show in that regards. Right. Where this Hey Jude is quintessential light. This is Yule Jude, I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it would never Jude. be Hey Jude. <laughs> Yule Jude. This Yule Jude is just light. Uh, um, probably, is it Pills Base? Nope, two row. It's just, there's not a ton of color. There's not a ton of malt flavor, if any. Uh, and it's just, to, to me, without any malt flavor, it just doesn't hit any similar chords. But that's, uh, could you take, oh, that's that's a good point. We'll We'll go into something else. 
we'll do this one next just out of curiosity. Um, let's see if that hits any of the notes for you. We can do a different glass if you. Uh... Yeah, I was excited to try this. This is um, Snug from Cidergeist. Because it has all of those uh, winter spices that uh, we, I think, are associating with Christmas beers, but definitely doesn't have the malt base. <laughs> because this is, unlike a lot of the uh, the Rheingeist ciders, this is a cider to the very core. This is not a ale made with apples and all kinds of stuff. It's a it's a cider cider. It um I think well it's about a third of a can's worth of sugar, so not terribly sweet, but a little bit sweeter than I prefer. But not bad. Yeah, see when uh, I when I drink stuff like this, I I want it to be like warm cider. Like I still just can't especially with those spices too. Like I just I want it to be like some kind of mold cider. But it does um, it does hit some of those notes for me. It doesn't scream Christmas. You're right. It's mold cider a hundred percent. As soon as you said that, just waves of flashbacks of mold cider in yeah. October just just washed over me. Like, I get what they're going for. Like, snug, it makes sense. Like, snuggle up, have some warm cider. Like, that's been mulled with some mulling spices. It's great. Uh, but it's a cold <laughs> cider. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I um, I bet this would be better warmed up. Uh, it would. Go go Midwest with it and toss it into a crock pot. Set that <laughs> bad boy on low and let it, let it go. Could somebody create a product that is uh, a canned cider? Um, that on the back of the can it says, hey, you know, this isn't carbonated and you should probably throw it in a crock pot for, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, when you get the bottle of glue wine at, uh, <laughs> yes. at Chris Kindle market and, you know, you got to heat it up to make it really taste the way it's supposed to taste. Like, why why can't we get a product like that from um, somebody like Ryan Guys that, that that's what this needs to me? It needs to. You could still do that. There's no reason not to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I did see online um, somebody was kind of joking about that with Sonder about this one here um, of what would happen if you warmed it up a little bit exactly what they wanted out of it. And they did it and said it was awesome. So, <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. I just I don't know the, the carbonation and stuff. I don't, you know, every time you try to heat up beer, it gets all crazy and uh, I don't know. And then can't heat it up too much because then you're going to, you know, your alcohol is big. Well, now that's, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the Christmas beer related gadgets are a fun thing. Like, have you seen that beer caramelizer? <laughs> yes. So um, I, I didn't know there was an actual gadget that does it <laughs> like a, like a, like a rod that you, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was an actual like gadget that you could buy. I mean, I've seen, oh, yes, I have I've seen the places that, that heat up like a, like a rod. You guys did the stone beer at one time with a, with a box. Yeah. We did a stone beer. Mean, yeah. Like, you know, that. That concept I'm familiar with. I've never seen an actual gadget. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically a stainless steel rod with a wood handle. And okay. um, it's it's supposed to be a more modern take on a device used to make Flip, which if you're not familiar with Flip, Flip is an old school beer winter holiday cocktail where you mix p- equal parts rum, beer, and you uh, toss an egg into it. You shake it up really good. And then, boom, you stick this hot poker into it. And it causes it to froth up I in like flip. 
So that's where that comes from. Uh, and you can't forget the sugar. There's sugar in there too. Um, so what they're selling it as is like, oh, you buy this thing, heat it up in like your fire or with a torch, and then you stick it in your beer and it caramelizes the sugars in the beer and it's supposed to be this fun thing. Well, really, what it does is you stick it in your beer and it foams up like crazy and then you're just drinking <laughs> flat, tepid beer. It, it's not it's not great, uh, but it's kind of fun. Like, it's fun sticking hot things and cold things, but, like, that's the extent of it. <laughs> would, it would it work better if you um, let the room, let the, let the beer hit room temperature, um, open it up, let it all, let some of the carbonation come out of it, stick it in there, then get it cold and then drink it. <laughs> I don't know what the proper uh, process to get this to work would be. Something with an ice luge is probably the <laughs> only way. <laughs> actually pretty brilliant um you go outside um it has to you have to have snow on the ground you have to build an ice luge and then uh so there the new new christmas tradition is there any other um where's so, grandma she's building the ice luge in the backyard she's with the kids they're building the ice luge where's grandma's metal rod it's in the oven <laughs> Also, wouldn't it make more sense if it was some kind of like curling iron device that you plugged into the wall so it just heated up that way? That would be a lot easier because we were using map gas and it still took like 15 minutes, (laughs) which is too long to be in the basement at a Christmas party, just in the corner, heating a rod up. (laughs) You get a lot of looks. Yeah. (laughs) What party did I just walk into? (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other... um, So you mentioned Manhattan's. Is there any other holiday cocktails or beer cocktails that are like christmas to you to me no i it's um manhattan's i guess mimosas too we drink a lot of mimosas uh we do typically with my family we do a brunch on christmas eve and that's when we kind of get together and exchange all our presents and stuff and so with that brunch comes lots of mimosas so for me mimosas manhattan's um christmas beers um, and my peppermint schnapps now. <laughs> like that to me is pretty much all that I drink. Um, but pretty much for the for the entire month of December, that's all I drink. I mean, that's changed a little bit since I um, have to drink lots of other stuff to try to keep caught up with things that are happening. But um, I think if I wasn't the gnome, yeah, that would be all that would enter my face this time of year. <laughs> that, would just, that would be it. <laughs> well, it's, you got to have that stable rotation. You got to have your go-tos. Uh, do you though? Like, how are are people really drinking go tos now? I I don't know. I, I'm I, there. Are, there are definitely statistics out there to tell us the answer of of what people are actually drinking, but I don't know them off the top of my head. I think go tos are seasonal, and it's almost to me more style based than it is brewery based. Okay, in November through february give me some dark stouts december especially give me christmas beers well i mean what do you want in march box Box, what do you want in uh well i guess it's september you see it stops for me it starts october and then it ends in march as far as my consistent seasonal things that i'm looking for you know it starts with pumpkin beer ends with bach and then each month in between there is something that i'm running to grab it's, the, it's the, just the summer of love. It's like the, you know, you just, gotta, I just drink everything else. Yeah, <laughs> just date around and do, do your up. thing. <laughs> and then you get back to every, because, well, like, there's not a ton of seasonal 
Like, there's not a ton of strong seasonal stuff in the spring or summer. What's like, okay, you got opening day. Is there a 4th of July thing that happens every year? Like, no. Crispy boys, I guess. If you that that's kind of that kind of falls in all year round. Those are you know the the fillers. You know, just when you uh, are just wanting to drink a beer, that's kind of what you. So, what's the do. beer style of May? What's the beer style of June? What's know. the beer style of July? It's like there is no set. There's not like a set thing around it. Yeah. So that's, like it it opens you up to being a little bit more promiscuous with things. I feel like is there is there room for craft beer to create some kind of you know summer style something that fits that um that 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 nostalgia memory kind of part of people's brains or is that fruit smoothie seltzers like i guess like smooge maybe it's just i I can't i still can't i can't do it i can't buy something called smooge (laughs) the name's tough um but i i don't know like maybe Maybe they already have with, like you said, you know, some kind of crispy boy, light American lager, something or other. Maybe that already is, but um, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't resonate the same way that Christmas beer does, or pumpkin beer, or Bach, or whatever it is. Like it just doesn't it doesn't hit those same chords, and it should. Like there should be some kind of nostalgic memories associated with Fourth of July in the same way there is with. Um, with with Christmas, probably more so. I mean, I consume a lot more alcohol on the Fourth of July than I Absolutely. do on Christmas, and like, there's a lot of crazy memories that you create around that. But um, for some reason, there isn't a beer that really goes along with that. Well, look at like look at baseball. It's just kind of similar. Where like, I don't know about you, but I am having beers at a baseball game as many as usually I can get in within a responsible limit. Like uh, it's harder now with the uh, the cost of buying a beer at a baseball game, which. Yeah, you're right. That's a whole other thing. But whenever I picture it in my head, I'm always seeing, you know, I'm seeing PBRs or Miller Lights or Pilsner or Kell or something light. And it's it's tough to it's tough to it's tough to picture what's that summer beer. Right. If it's not that. uh, Do you think that the the nature of a light beer like that? I think we've gone off topic. We're talking about summer now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the nature of a beer like that is that it doesn't have enough personality that it can ingrain itself with a memory enough? That's a great point. Like it, it doesn't have that cinnamon or ginger, that thing that like kind of sears itself into your It's your not memory. the star of the show. It's kind of just, an, it's just it's kind just, of there. It's just beer, you know? So I guess to bring it but I, I don't know. But to bring it back around, because uh, now you got me thinking about Christmas beers again. <laughs> Where haven't Christmas beers gone yet? What's there left to do? Oh, dear God, I have no idea. I mean, when when you guys were doing those 12 beers of Christmas in the taproom, I think you hit everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything that says Christmas to me that I have not tried from somebody at this point. But that's also kind of the fun to me is that people will come up with something and like, oh my God, yes, that is Christmas. <laughs> When's the legitimate, actual, 100% made with eggs and cream eggnog beer coming? <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> it's a, I want it just to be gloopy thick. Not like uh, Jello or unset Jello, but just... Mm. But you, yeah, you could definitely, I mean, we've seen the slime beers and stuff like that. You could create a beer that has some kind of texture to it that works like eggnog <laughs> but would people really want that 
I don't know. I'd try at least one. I would try one. Um, one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but there is room for stuff like that that's just fun and just kind of says something about something about Christmas and says that to you. And maybe it isn't your Christmas beer, but maybe it's part of your Christmas experience. Maybe you show up to the party with a six pack of, you know, just a bunch of random things. Like, man, look, look at all these, like every one of these says something about Christmas and that, that experience of just sitting around a table with uh, your, your family or your friends and, you know, playing poker and drinking through a six pack of goofy ass Christmas beers becomes the memory. And it's not, it's not Great Lakes Christmas Ale. It's Christmas beer, and that's what the memory becomes, and that that's what the nostalgia then is, is circled around. I I mean that's that's well said. I couldn't agree more. That, and, that, and I think that's what I want more. Honestly, that's that experience. I think is what that that's more fun to me. I think than a beer. Any one of these beers is fine, but all of these beers are fun. This what we're doing right now. This is this is great. Yes. There's beers I haven't tried before. Hopefully, uh, I don't know if there's anything you haven't tried before. I mean, you are prolific in that regards. But just a couple. Uh, it that that's just you're right. That's just so much fun about it. And I guess if do you do you want to do we got time for one more? We, we got all the time in the world. Uh, I mean, I, if we're gonna talk about things that uh, no one's done before and and hitting the peppermint schnapps kind of uh, nose this Kentucky. Bourbon barrel ale peppermint porter uh, is I, about um, as, as unique as I've heard in a while. Surprisingly enough, um, the reviews that I've heard from people about this have all just been fantastic. Everybody says that it is really good. Um, it's a a lighter porter than I was expecting. I was expecting like a big, dark, kind of heavy porter. It's kind of like a brown porter. Yeah, it didn't pour. It did not pour thick. It did not pour dark. Guess what? It smells like peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it smells good though. It's not like that. Uh, that fake. I mean, it is definitely fake peppermint, but um, it's like a piney peppermint. Like a. It reminds me a lot of the peppermint patties in the. Yeah. Yes. Just, I just want this to when I bite into it to be, to have that texture. To bite into it, drink it. Okay, I'm, I'm torn. That is delicious. Um, it hits all of those peppermint patty kind of um, peppermint flavors, but that's not. I wanted more candy cane. <laughs> Less peppermint patty, more, more candy, candy cane. cane. Um, it's it's really good. It's not as Christmas as I wanted. That's shaka. It's it's a grape. That's actually a really good tasty beer it doesn't have as much barrel as i was expecting either no it doesn't um, have a ton of barrel it's a little bitter uh, as well but it it works that's that is definitely slightly disappointing to me asian it's, oak firm barrels eh well it's uh it's 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 good it uh it does what it's supposed to do but do you think it's just the chocolate that's throwing you off from the candy cane maybe i've never really had a chocolate covered candy cane before mm, i don't think maybe i have yeah, I, I probably have at some point. Yeah, there's like those ones that they have like it's a candy cane, chocolate, and like sprinkles or shit. Maybe, nope, maybe I'm thinking pretzels. 
Maybe I haven't had a candy cane shop. Peppermint pretzels. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so what do you? What are your? Uh, <laughs> what are your top three? Top three Christmas beers. Yeah. Um. That's tough. Would uh, it be easier to start with bottom three? No, that's even tougher. <laughs> um, I would say out of, and I'm going to say this year because it, it, it will shift and change based on what I've drank each year. Um, and I'm going to kick Christmas pickle out of it because you're here and that's not fair. Um, so you guys don't, you don't get to rate. <laughs> no, I wouldn't pick mine um, anyway. I will say um, Old Fezziwig definitely makes uh, top three for me. Um and then I'll say that Taft's over there, the uh, Santa's bribe, tastes like a uh, a cookie. And then yeah, I gotta I gotta throw Great Lakes in there. Great Lakes and the wooden cask is tough for me because I like the amped up spice of wooden cask, but Great Lakes still is just so so traditional that I I have to put it in there. That wooden cast molasses note, it, it like it really can't be understated how wonderful that is in that. And I'm I can't put that in my top three, just because I got too much history with some others. But right. it's it could easily work its way in a couple more years into my into my top five. Are your top three all like more traditional kind of, uh, we'll say older kind of brands? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, for me, you're talking Great Lakes Christmas Ale being number one. It's easy. Uh, easy win. Sierra Nevada Celebration is probably number two, though it really dovetails out of my Christmas beer rotation a week or two before the holidays start, uh, just because I try to front load it as soon as it comes out being what it is. Right. And then number three, you know, that one's a bit different. Um, And I'm going to go with something that's a little bit uh, maybe overlooked, and it's just the classic Sam Adams winter lager. Really does it for me. It's easy. You're going to find it at almost every single Christmas party. I know what to expect every time. And I know it's kind of the safe choice, but uh, I'll never turn it down. Yeah. It, it doesn't scream Christmas to me. <laughs> you pick. That is funny with your picks that two of them just don't, they don't say Christmas to me at all. <laughs> that's, that's, it's funny. But, I, you know, don't get me wrong, because I try every, all of them every year. Right. You know, I'm getting the St. Bernardus Christmas sale every year. I'm getting Mad Elf as soon as it comes out every year. I'm having the, the 2X Christmas from Southern Tier, even though it tastes like fucking potpourri every damn year. <laughs> what about I'm, uh, I'm drinking that every Santa's, year. Santa's Santa's butt. Wasn't that one? <laughs> Santa's. Oh, there's the whole Elf series, too. Yeah. Like, Bad Elf, Badder Elf, Baddest Elf. Like, I'm going to break your legs, Elf. Like, there's all of those. The Anchor ones are always wonderful to try every year. Uh, I got to get the Bells one every year. I, of course, have all the local stuff every year. Um, You know, my local haunts higher gravity, and they carry most of the stuff, so it's great to be able to pop over there. Um, I buy three cases of Great Lakes Christmas Ale to start the season every year, and that gets me through. Uh, Yeah, I just, anything that's got a Christmas label, I'm buying at least one of them, and I'm drinking it every year. And I want to see <laughs> if it's changed. I want to see if it's the same. I want to see if my opinion of it's changed, because that's really what it is. Does Westside Holiday Ale change every year? I 
I think it did this year, actually. I from from. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I liked it this I, year more than ever, but I thought it was I, just because I have a I history with it. I now. don't know for a fact that the recipe actually changed, but from what I'm hearing from people, it is definitely different from what people are saying. I haven't tried it yet this year. Oh well, I, I mean, I dig it this year. I'm I, well, I like a lot of everything they do, but right. I just thought because it was. I don't know. I always <laughs> assume that a brewer doesn't change a recipe. I, I always assume that they do up into it like <laughs> to a certain point like i feel uh, in my mind people are always tweaking and always kind of trying to improve on it every time they make something and that's maybe i'm completely wrong on that but that's just always my assumption is that yeah it's probably a little bit different oh man finn is entirely different than when we first <laughs> brewed it so you're you're not wrong there but it's always those i guess it's slow changes right right um i i don't think that um things are as drastic as people make them sound when they get online and they start uh, ranting and raving about their their favorite beer and how different it is no you just can't match that first experience and just look at how christmas changes or the holidays change for people every year and for you especially now that you have kids i mean everybody goes through that first when you're you're a child and you remember your first Christmases and how excited you get. And then you get a little bit older and it kind of morphs. And then it gets awkward because you're the teenager at a Christmas party. And you got to say thanks to the uncle you see two <laughs> times a year in front of everybody. And it's weird. And then you kind of get past that and you kind of come into your own. And then maybe you get some nieces and nephews. And then you get to dote on them. And then you get your own kids. And then you get to start all those traditions over again. And it's, um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> but I mean, like the the way that Christmas itself changes, you know. The, yes, thank you. Yeah, the, the experience of <laughs> all of this. Around. The experience of all of this changes, and I. But again, I, I think that's what makes it fun. Like I think that, you know, what makes you know if you want to relate it to just Christmas as a holiday, like what makes Christmas so fun is that you know for me, you know, in the stage of my life that I'm in now, every year is so drastically different than the year before. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you think that, you know, oh, Christmas is going to be like this this year because my kids are at this age and we've got this going on and that going on and that's going to be awesome. And this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And it was. And then the next year comes like, oh, my God, no, our kids are at this age and this age and that's going to be awesome. And then we've got this and this going on and that's it's going to be the best Christmas ever. And it is <laughs> just every single year. The things that are different are what makes it so fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess that's complete. uh you know flip side of what we were saying about what makes some of these beers so great is that they are stable and remind you of all of this other stuff but that's a, I'm, that's that's a really good and interesting point is that the change the change that you are experiencing now is is the a constant in a, its own way that's getting you excited about the season if christmas was the same every year would it be fun and i i don't think it would be if you just kind of went through the motions and the experience of Christmas was always the same. Uh, I, don't know, that's, I mean, it was it would still be all right, but it wouldn't be as fun as it is now. I don't know. Give me a gallon of eggnog and just a different person making a fool of themselves every year, and I'm good. <laughs> so uh, I have a confession to make. Um, I've never had – I've had eggnog, but I've never had eggnog to the point that I enjoyed eggnog. And this was supposed to be the first year that we were going to make our own eggnog. Specifically today – my wife, we did a uh, an Amazon fresh delivery, and she was supposed to have all the ingredients ready to go. She forgot some of them. 
So we don't have our eggnog still, but we're going to make eggnog this year. If homemade eggnog doesn't change your opinion on eggnog, nothing's going to. It's always always grossed me out, the idea of it. Not that any of it grosses me out when I really think about it, but just getting it from the store in the container, and I'm like, I don't know what you did to this. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, the, the... eggnog that i have tried has just all kind of not been great and it needs more booze and then always you can't just take store-bought eggnog and just dump booze in it it, it doesn't work and so you like i so we're gonna make our own we're gonna we're gonna figure this eggnog thing out this year <laughs> oh it's great i make a gallon every year it's amazing <laughs> i usually make it in september put like a third of volume of bourbon in and then it sits in the fridge for like four months until Christmas time. <laughs> and I know raw eggs sitting in the fridge yeah. for four months sounds like it's not going to work, but it with, does. And it's delicious. I mean, with, with alcohol in them, I mean, it, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how I think about so, it. Yeah. I read in a book that that's what they did in the 1700s. So it's fine. There's a lot of things they did in the 1700s that uh, probably uh, uh, we look at now and we're like, oh, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Smallpox, for instance. That's good. Good example. Uh, oh. I can't believe we waited this long. I meant to ask you, thoughts on beer vent calendars. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with this. This is, <laughs> this is the first year that I've gotten the beer vent calendar. Um, and shout out to to Julia, one of the uh, diehard listeners of all of my, my stuff. She bought it for me. I missed the deadline. And she said, oh, we, we have an extra one because I was afraid that I wasn't going to get to try all of the uh, the exclusive stuff that's in it. So I bought an extra one just in case. Um and so she um, she put my name on it at, at Higher Gravity, and I got mine. I'm in love with this idea. I don't know if part of it is because of all of this COVID shit and being stuck inside the house and giving that thing each day. That I, It's just, it's been fantastic. It has, after this last weekend, one of the picks was a mead. It's got me obsessed with mead right now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm diving into a bunch of research about mead to prepare some... Uh, uh, probably some video content, maybe about mead coming soon. So stay tuned for that. But like, ah, it's awesome. I love it. Every morning I get up, I run downstairs and I dive into my calendar and I pull my beer out and put it in my fridge and I run upstairs and try to get my wife to be excited about it. And she, <laughs> she yells me that she's still trying to sleep. And then I come back down and I sit for a minute. I'm like, I just got to tell her again. I go upstairs and then she sends me away again and <laughs> I get home from work and I get to drink it. And yeah, I love it. I mean, it it's fun. It's a great ritual. Like it's it turned- so much fun. And just like that idea of somebody curating what you're going to drink today, I think is um, is really interesting. I think that there's some fun kind of things that could be done with that. But um, I had not thought of it like that before. But that's exactly saying, hey, what it is. You've never had this. Drink it. And like, what level? It's detail? already here, and it's already in my fridge. So of course, I'm going to. Do you think they put that much thought into it too, where they're like, okay, this is the very first day. We got to go with this exact beer because it's the first day. And this is December 15th. It's a Tuesday, and they're this many days away. Christmas, it, it, this is the perfect one. I 100% think they did. <laughs> the The day they iced everybody was a Saturday. So they, like, there's, I think that there are very, uh, I think that there was a lot of thought that went into it of, of how it all gets planned out. Now, there's been a couple beer vent calendars that have gone wrong. Maybe yes. not this year. But yes. <laughs> Yes, but I think that that's also um, there are stores that may not um, they may not care as much about the people that are in there buying stuff that are just selling a beer van calendar because it's something to sell. Um, 
that I think is the recipe for things going wrong. There are some that kind of could fall into that category that didn't like Costco or somebody does that one every mm-hmm. year. That's like all these uh, really fun, like German beers, like some of that stuff looks like fun. Yep. And like, that's, that's, it could be just shitty beer thrown into a calendar, but it's not. So, um, oh, that's just that's such a neat thing. <laughs> is the beer vent calendar become gonna become the pumpkin beers of December, where there's just everybody's got a goddamn beer vent calendar? Yes, <laughs> especially <laughs> I, I heard it here, and I don't know if this year is going to be the peak year of the beer vent calendar because of COVID, or oh. if everybody's seeing because I I think I've seen more people talking about it online this year than ever before. A hundred percent. Um. I don't know if like other people seeing people talking about it now is going to give them the the FOMO and fear missing out and that they next year be like, I have to get one. I so think next that's year what's going to happen. I th- it wouldn't surprise me at all. I love all of the, I mean, because you got to see all these like, so Higher Gravity, our local, um, you know, my local bottle shop, I, the local bottle shop in Northside, they are killing it with theirs and they're getting so much press about it or at least online and Facebook, different groups and whatever, yada, yada. There's gotta be retailers that are having FOMO of what higher gravity's getting. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be like, okay, we can do this too. We got to do it. Like, look at all this stuff. Personally, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be bigger next year in regards to the amount of people that are doing it. I'm loving this year the amount of people, uh, effort people are putting into posts. Oh, yeah. The amount of time people are doing to like, okay, I got the BrewDog one and I got the higher gravity one. And I'm comparing them or I got the Costco one and I got this one. And we're like, we're going to do these like informal, like the, the score who's winning, who's, which one was better it, today. It's, it's all kind of like, you know, it shouldn't be a competition, but shit, it's fun. Everything as much as like it, it it's not a competition. Everything we do, like we're, we're, we turn it into some kind of a competition, even if it's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, tongue-in-cheek kind of competition like everything everything is it's what we do as people <laughs> you know what's the uh what's the better this what's the better mm-hmm. that who did this better who did that better um that's how maybe it's how we make sense of it in our own heads too but um no i've, I've been loving it it's been a lot of fun um did you get to see what today's pick was i don't think so uh, creeper, i haven't creeper oh fantastic beer with a creeper uh air freshener <laughs> oh, oh, cool! I don't know what the air freshener Just, smells like. Oh, I haven't opened it up yet. I was, I was afraid it was going to make my whole basement smell like hops. <laughs> I didn't open it. Yet. Man, I really hope it smells like hops. <laughs> I do too. I'm going to hang it right in here if it does. I'm going to come <laughs> sitting here. And, uh, um, I need to drink another beer, and we need to crack this old Fezziwig. And we're getting close to the end of our time. I mean, not that, not that there's an actual real. Should we do the bigger pours since we have some, we can't, we, we can't let can. this go to waste? Um, I can't reach the glasses though, so you have to. So what is old Fezziwig? It is a winter warmer, but it's not super high ABV. It's like six-ish percent. So it still is, um, you know, one of the things that I hate about Crowlers is the first pour is always a crappy one because the can's too damn big. <laughs> um, it is not as high ABV as winter warmer sometimes makes me think it's going to be it goes it goes down pretty easy uh, you know i've i've only actually had old fuzzy wig a couple of times and it's been a couple years this beer has a hell of a following 
Oh my god, I didn't understand how much of a following I went down to the um the same Adams Tap Room. Shout out to the same Adams Tap Room. They are amazing down there. Um hey Chris. Um also heard a rumor they're getting a cameo on next show. I don't know if oh, I'm shit. supposed to say that online, but I heard that rumor. I don't know where they're going to put it. But I don't, <laughs> don't tell anybody I said that, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that or not. <laughs> they, um, they had just tapped it that morning. So Saturday morning, I got there like Saturday afternoon. They had already burnt through one of the kegs and had just put on the second keg. And I think that was all they were going to have. So it may not even be on anymore. That's how crazy people were of just showing up and buying a bunch of crowlers and, and drinking their pints. That's the other fun thing. Sam, the, Sam Adams Tap Room has still not opened up their inside. They're still patio only. And you show up down there even on these cold days. Like today is a cold day. I mean, they weren't probably open today. What, what day of the week is it? Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I don't think they were open. But if they had been. There would have been people sitting out on that patio, like shivering, drinking pints of beer, <laughs> and like still showing up and, and and supporting Sam Adams at the Sam Adams. Like, I love that. I think that that is so fun that Cincinnati has embraced what they're doing down there. Yeah, me too. I mean, how lucky are we? There's two oh cities God. in the whole country that have Sam Adams tap rooms, and we're one of them. Yeah, and if you go down there now and see that expansion that they're doing to the actual Sam Adams brewery across the street. Like it's it's exciting to see hundred million dollar truly facility. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's uh, I think two separate canning lines going into new separate canning lines. It's it's going to be crazy. Um, but the fact that they are invested in Cincinnati is, uh, I, I, I don't think people respect enough how much they are, um, how much they are putting into, um being part of the city i mean well just the fact that we have old Fezziwig in cincinnati where you can't get it anywhere else in the country right, right now right. is testament to that right um so what is old Fezziwig? um i'll read the description that i got in my notes it is spicy and bold a big christmas cookie of a beer same adam's old Fezziwig is the christmas cookie of a beer I don't know if that was actually in the description written like that or if that's me. I don't know if I was drunk when I wrote this. Who knows? <laughs> Bursting with spices of the season and a remarkable full, remarkably full body, it helps those long winter nights pass much quicker. The full body hits the palate first with a depth of malt character, ranging from sweeter toffee and caramel notes to the more dark, uh, roasty, or, or as my notes say, rosary chocolate. So, yeah, I must have been drunk. Choc- chocolate notes. <laughs> then comes the spices in full force. Cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel dance on the tongue, bringing, them, bringing with them the celebratory spirit that goes hand in hand with the season. So, it's a Christmas cookie of a beer. Is it actually spiced with any of that? Or is it just a straight up winter warmer and they're just doing some magic with the yeast to pull all these flavors out? I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't, if we had actual packaging, we could probably figure that out. But, um, because it would have to say if it had those things in it. Um, I don't taste all of that stuff. <laughs> it just tastes like a straight up good winter warmer to me. And it it is good. So what's the deal with... My understanding is it was only in mix packs for a while. For, for as, as long as I remembered. 
it was part of the winter kind of the 12 pack you had boston lager and then winter ale and then whatever the couple seasonal things that they tossed in there one of them always being old fezziwig and then it went away (laughs) and it hasn't ever come back um and people just kind of for some reason latched onto it as their as their christmas beer that thing that they for some reason kind of it did that thing in their brain that they, so they associate that with the christmas season so is this a christmas beer to you uh this is a winter beer to me <laughs> <laughs> um this does not scream christmas to me um it is a beer that i really like to drink when it's chilly outside so january 18 you'd have no problem still crushing no, this no problem at all march i have no problem crushing this you know you could easily put this into a german beer glass Give it to me on March 3rd. Tell me it was a Bach, and I couldn't tell you otherwise. <laughs> Especially halfway through your, your day. Of <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, by by no means. That's just, well, probably says I can't tell shit as far as my palate goes. And also this, I mean, it's it's great. I like, I mean, the name is Christmassy's Hell. Right. Old Fezziwig, for shit's sakes. That's the, what what's the the Scrooge? Um, From um, the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I don't know why it has the cult following it has because it is just it's just a winter warmer at the end of the day. But why do any of these Christmas beers have the cult following? <laughs> that's that's the whole point of the show is that none point. of it really makes any Good sense. <laughs> they just people latch on to these things because it did something to them that. Uh, why does anything even taste good? <laughs> What are we doing here? <laughs> what is the point of any of this? <laughs> it um, you know, like uh, that is kind of <laughs> that is a very profound point to uh like what is really why does any of this resonate with us the way that it does? Um why why when you taste something does it bring you happiness and joy and other things don't? Why do I want to hate Christmas but love it? I don't know. Why do I watch A Christmas Prince every fucking year? The movie's trash, but I love every second of watching it with my family. I don't know what A Christmas Prince is. It's a horrible movie on Netflix, and it is so fun to watch and laugh at, and then at the end you still feel good for some weird reason. When the woman gets with The Christmas Prince. She's from America. He's from some small made-up European country. And guess what? They might have a fight in the middle of the movie, but they get together at the end. And God damn it, they're going to have a good Christmas. Oh, Lord. Christmas movies. I think it goes... This goes back to kind of the whole point for me. Christmas movies play almost as much of a role in celebrating Christmas as anything else. Like the act of sitting around and watching Christmas movies leading up to Christmas is a huge part of the holiday. <laughs> That's how you started the intro, right? Yeah. Elf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- watching Elf and Christmas Vacation on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, a Christmas story plays all day long over and over and over again, and we'll watch it multiple times. <laughs> like that's that's all part of the, the thing, and it? Christmas beer for watching Christmas movies with. What is what is your go to? Or is it a Christmas drink? Uh, it depends. It depends what day I'm watching the Christmas movies on. Earlier, because if I'm watching on Christmas Eve, I'm drinking Manhattan's. 
but um, earlier in the season, I tried to kind of ease myself into my uh, drunken uh, Christmas celebrations, so I may not be pounding the schnapps as much. Although, I say that, um, <laughs> but we started our Christmas celebrating uh, when we were home uh, quarantined, so I wasn't working. So, yeah, I was uh, at, you know, like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there with a bottle of schnapps. For <laughs> I think my wife got a little concerned there for a little while, but, you know, got back to normal once I went back to work. <laughs> um but no, I don't have, I don't, I don't have specific pairings of um, drinks that have to go with certain movies. Although that, if if I get into eggnog, that might have to go with Christmas Vacation just for the scene with cousin Eddie and they're drinking out of the moose mugs. I mean, it's almost mandatory at that point in yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, got another question for you. When does Christmas beers stop for you, wow. and when does winter beers continue? Um. Uh, when I run out is when it stops. I will. I will keep drinking Christmas beers. A true beer. I don't. A, have a true beer point. lover's answer. Yeah. I. Um. I may call them winter beers at that point if it's after Christmas, just to to get the people that they're hanging out with me. I'm like, hey, man, you want a winter beer? There <laughs> <Or a beer laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, especially one of those years where I pick up a bunch of something on closeout or something like that. If uh, if I'm getting a three ninety nine. Six pack of something. Now that's the winter gift that keeps come, on giving. You come visit me in January, you might drink a Christmas beer that I'm telling you is a winter beer. Come January twenty first or whatever, when those winter beers or those Christmas beers start going on closeout. Oh baby. That's a good time of year. <laughs> well, the style itself, like a lot of those uh, not that they are meant to be aged, but they do age pretty well. Like some of them, um, you can you can sit on them for a little while and still Enjoy them a lot. High levels of spice, high levels of alcohol, both recipes for aging well. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like like I was saying earlier at the the top of the show, I enjoy sitting on Great Lakes Christmas sales every year for that very reason because it does age well. And I'll keep it in my fridge or at least in my cool basement cellar, you know, upright, out of the light, no more than 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And it ages great. The spice kind of fades a little bit. A little bit of oxidative character does happen, but not to the degree of where it's like detracting in any way. And it's it's a lot of fun. Hell, if anything, if you haven't done that yet, I highly recommend it. Um, even I'll even throw and this is not what I recommend at all. You talked about Sierra Nevada celebration. Um, I went through a short phase in my life where I cellared celebration every year. I would um I would drink like half of the six pack and then take the other three and stash them. And then the next year, drink half the six pack, stash the other three. So then like at five years or so, I just drank them all. <laughs> and like, uh, like it, it ages really well. Like, you know, yes, all the hops fall out and it turns into something else, but it becomes a little more barley wine-ish. And um, it's, it's a really interesting beer. It's funny you say that about celebration because my very first experience with Sierra Nevada celebration was, when I was in New York, it was 2011. I just moved there and I stumbled across a place that had a case of Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale from two years prior. <laughs> and I found it and I was bringing it up at the counter and I noticed, oh shit, this is from 2010. 
I'm going to try to finagle a deal. And I took the whole case up there and I was like, dude, this is two years old. This is way out of date. I'll buy it to, from you for 20 bucks for the whole case. Sold. <laughs> took it home, drank that whole case over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. I've been a fan ever since. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why it's so high up in my list is because I got a hell of a deal and then just drank it for a month straight. But I'll tell you what, I might not have known much in regards to my palate and how oxidation tastes then versus now. And that hoppy beer shouldn't be aged for two plus years in the back of some retail shop. But I'll be damned if I don't have fond memories thinking back of that whole case this year in about a celebration. And I thought it aged wonderfully. Well, and I think that that is um, if I could impart any kind of wisdom on new craft beer drinkers. It's that when somebody tells you that you're supposed to do something or somebody else tells you you're not supposed to do something. You do the opposite just to see why, like just play around with shit and have fun with it. Like it's not because it might, it might be horrible. You might have a terrible experience, but that might become part of the memory associated with that. And you know, that's, that's kind of why we do all of this is to form memories and to form experiences and to, associate them with with people and with drinks and 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 moments in time like that's seasons that's, yeah yeah with 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 seasons with uh with you know that that first snowfall and like sitting in the window and drinking a you know a, a warm mold cider or something like that all of a sudden like it ingrains itself into your 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 brain and becomes this whole other thing and um those are those moments that you're you chase after when you uh you're you're a drinker you're chasing after those things that are going to become um stuck in your head i guess and then you always keep chasing that <laughs> i don't know if that ended on a high note. <laughs> i don't know like i um i still like that my first uh probably not my first taste of beer but one of my first memories of tasting beer that that flavor there the only way i can replicate that now i have to go do yard work i have to get like really hot and like uncomfortably sweaty and like just miserable and then i have to get like an ice cold light beer it doesn't matter what light beer it is any of them will work it has to be ice cold and you have to crack it open and in that very first sip there's something about it that usually will tap this thing in my brain and I can remember that first sip of beer and I can still do it, but I have to get like uncomfortably hot and shit. I have to do like work to get this, <laughs> but I can still find that one little thing. I get that every year for my first Christmas beer of the year. Like the first Great Lakes I have that same nerve, that first sip by the end of the glass, I'm like right back in the groove and like, you know, you it's, don't, it's not it's, hitting it's the same, gone. but yeah, <laughs> but you can, you can still, you can still get it from time to time. And um, I, I love that that feeling. Um, unfortunately, the example I used was horrible light beer, but it reminds me of that first sip of beer, which, you know, set me on this course of, you know, whatever I'm on now. <laughs> the first of a thing is a powerful motivator, and it goes, the opportunities for those lessons as you age, which I think plays into what you were saying earlier about now being able to live through your children with their firsts because they're right. having so many of them, especially as they're remembering more of them. 
I can't remember the last time I had even like a food experience or like a travel is, is an easy way to replicate that. But there's so few experiences anymore as an adult where like That's you the do the time. thing and you're just, it just hits a nerve where you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know I could feel things like that. Right. Well, there's also things that as you get older, you're not supposed to enjoy anymore. Like you can't go, you know, if you're, you know, just a middle-aged, you know, guy, you're not supposed to go like hang out at like the zoo and look at like the penguins and like, like <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. But if you have kids, you go and you're like, oh, this is great. This is I don't, I don't really want to go. You know, like <laughs> you know, like it. You get to experience it again and like that stuff. Like you get to you get to tap into those things that maybe got you know kind of overlooked for a long time. And um, there's a lot of that stuff that happens around Christmas time. You know, be it, you know, some kind of stupid Christmas movie that you probably wouldn't put on otherwise. But I'll never watch White Christmas on my own. <laughs> I don't think I will either. <laughs> but there might be something <laughs> that, you know, your kids are bugging you that they want to watch. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll put it on because you want it. And then, like, you start watching, like, oh, my God, this is great. I remember this. Like, this is fun. Oh, shit. You know that? Uh, have you seen Love Actually? You're picking a bunch of movies right now that I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm pretty deep into Christmas movies. Uh, I like to pretend to hate that movie, but every year I get really excited when my wife's like, okay, it's time for us to watch Love Actually. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Good. Um, I saw a, a a new one this year that um, is uh, there. What is the girl's name? She, um, uh, the, the girl from Twilight. She has a girlfriend. Kristen Stewart. Yes, she has a girlfriend. And she brings the girlfriend home to meet the family. Happiest season, I believe, is what it's called. <laughs> but she hasn't told her family that she's a lesbian. I'm I'm all about this. I, I want to see this movie so bad. And I keep dropping hints to my wife that she might like this movie. <laughs> and I think that she's not getting it. Yet, so I'm just going to have to watch it by myself. Um, uh, what other things? Uh, Dan Levy is hilarious in that movie. <laughs> He's really funny. There's, there's Christmas is just so much fun. I just, I, I love this time of year. Yes, that is it. That's it. Christmas is just the holiday season is just so much fun. That's, that's what it's just so much fun. It's also, it's also a little longer than a lot of other holidays. Like, you know, the, you know, pumpkin beers and Halloween. It's just so short, this little window and Thanksgiving, the short little window, but Christmas. Like, Christmas is the 12th of the year. It <laughs> takes up from Thanksgiving until the end of December. Halloween gets a week of its lucky depending on how it falls on a weekend or not. You're right. Nothing else take nothing else commands an entire month of the year. That's a 12th of the year. That is crazy. That's so much time. That's yeah. I I think that maybe that is why these beers are so powerful. It's just because of the amount of attention that we give this one holiday. You don't spend 8% of the year celebrating fucking 4th of July. <laughs> poor, poor, uh, poor, you know, Valentine's Day. Poor St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we are, we're over our time. So, um, we have a bunch more beers that we didn't even touch, but, um, Christmas beers, go get them, drink them, uh, comment on something like you know when, wherever you get your podcast like comment and tell us what your favorite christmas beer is and why it's your favorite tell us our opinions are wrong because <laughs> they, they are what we got wrong because <laughs> there's something we probably got wrong um, uh, 
recommendations. Please send me some more recommendations. I want to hear all of them. I want to hear what you guys like because I want to try more Christmas beers. Um, there, what is so crazy right now in, in, in recent past is that like, you know, we're in this little window. Yeah, there's the, the national brands and you can get those anywhere, but you walk into any like any new region and how many new Christmas beers exist and they're all like forming their own little place with that area of drinkers. Like there's, you know, everybody's got their thing now. And like, it's, Oh man, we didn't even get to talk about how the great lakes regions, their Christmas beers vary from like new England and everything else. But like, you're right. There is regionality yeah. with Christmas flavors. Oh man, It's so fun. It's so fun. Well, we'll, we'll do it again next year. There is every year I will do some kind of Christmas beer or some kind of Christmas show where we drink Christmas beers. And I cannot think of another person that should be on that show more than you. I don't know anybody else that's as gung-ho about Christmas beers as you are. Well, ho, ho, ho to that. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, I mean, if you're not already subscribed, do that. Click on something that says subscribe in whatever app you're using right now and tell somebody about it because that's the real secret to all of this is getting new people to listen. And... Because I don't have time to uh, to do that. I need you to <laughs> share it with your friends. <laughs> and we'll keep doing this every single week. We'll keep uh, drinking beer so that you can drink beer. It's something like that. <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Happy holidays. Sensi Craft. <laughs> <laughs>